delta chirality ruthenium light switch complexes combined in the minor groove of DNA with five different binding modes. An article by James Hall, Tom Brazer, Christian Carlin, and others from University of Reading, Reading, United Kingdom. Nucleic Acids Research, 2016. Abstract Ruthenium fan 2 DPPZ has been studied since the 1990s due to its light switch properties. It can be used as a luminescent DNA probe with emissions switched on through DNA binding. The luminescence observed is dependent on the solvent accessibility of the pyrazine nitrogen atoms and therefore is sensitive to changes in both binding sides of the cation and chromophore orientation. The compound is also chiral and there are distinct differences between the enantiomers in terms of the emission behavior when bound to a variety of DNA sequences. Whilst a number of binary DNA complex X-ray crystal structures are available, most include the lambda enantiomer and there is a very little structure information about binding of the delta enantiomer. Here we present the first X-ray crystal structure of a delta enantiomer bound to well-matched DNA in the absence of the other lambda enantiomer. We show how the binding sites observed here can be related to a more general pattern of motifs in the crystallographic literature and propose that the delta enantiomer can bind with five different binding modes, offering a new hypothesis for the interpretation of solution data. Introduction the binding of ligands to DNA can have a profound effect on the resulting DNA structure depending on the binding mode. Attachment modes can include groove binding where the molecule sits in either of the two grooves and intercalation where a cationic planar ligand lies between neighboring DNA base pairs. Ruthenium polypyridyl complexes are one class of DNA intercalators that have been studied intensively since the mid-80s. Octohedral ruthenium DPPZ complexes are of particular interest as they combine the ability to intercalate with a photophysical payload, namely the ability to act either as a luminescent DNA probe or to interact directly with DNA via photooxidation of guanine bases. One complication with studying such complexes is the presence of DNA is that they are chiral molecules, which are stable as resolved enantiomers, with each bound enantiomer displaying different photophysical properties as a consequence of different binding modes. One such ruthenium polypyridyl is ruthenium fentu DPPZ. This compound is non-luminescent in water but is able to luminesce in the presence of DNA and is therefore referred to as a DNA light switch compound. 
While several X-ray crystal structures containing the Landenum tumor are available, there are no published atomic coordinates of a crystal structure showing how the Beltanum tumor on its own combined to well-matched DNA in the absence of an adjacent lambda complex. This is despite a great deal of discussion in the literature due to differences in the luminescence lifetimes of the bright state observed in solution about how the enantiomers of ruthenium fan 2 DPPZ and the closely related ruthenium BPY2 DPPZ combined to DNA. The delta enantiomer typically shows a stronger luminescence and perhaps related to this observation it has been previously hypothesized that the binding of a lambda enum tumor of an octahedroroutinium polyperidyl complex would be less favorable than the delta. The assumption has been that the twist of the delta enum tumor is a better fit to the right-handed helix sense of the DNA backbone and could therefore intercalate more effectively. Since then, the binding modes of intercalation and semi-intercalation have been predicted and observed by X-ray crystallography. Unexpectedly, the lambda enantiomer was often found to crystallize selectively with particular DNA sequences when starting with racemic mixtures of enantiomers, a contradictory result possibly due to a more favorable crystal packing with the lambda. It was therefore of great interest to establish why the delta enantiomer was more difficult to crystallize even when starting from a pure enantiomer in the crystallization trials. It is important to understand how the complexes bind to DNA as we have found these insights to be key for the interpretation of results from spectroscopic binding and ultrafast kinetic studies. The binding of delta ruthenium BPY to DPPZ inserted into DNA containing multiple AA mismatch sites was recently described in which the complex bound through metalloinsertion with simultaneous P-stacking between the BPY groups and flipped out adenine bases. In contrast to this, the intercalation of the lambda enantiomer appears relatively straightforward. Lambda ruthenium fan 2 DPPZ has been shown to intercalate into well-matched DNA and both it and the isostructural lambda ruthenium TAP2 DPPZ bind selectively to 5' TA3' steps and not 5' AT3' in both the crystal strait and solution. The effect of introducing methyl and chloro substitutions into the DPPZ group have also been examined, and the resulting DNA structures were isomorphous with those reported for the parent compound while displaying side preferences for asymmetric substitution. Here we report two crystal structures of delta ruthenium fan 2 DPPZ in the presence of an oligonucleotide decamer that may help with interpreting 
the photophysics of the compound when bound to DNA in solution. Discussion the structures reported here show, for the first time, how an isolated delta enantiomer of ruthenium fan 2 TPPZ can bind to DNA through a non-intercalative binding mode. The complex, like the lambda enantiomer, is able to semi-intercalate into the DNA at GG steps, causing an approximately 50 degree kink at each step. This has also been observed with lambda ruthenium tap 2 TPPZ, a photooxidizing complex confirming that this is a generally applicable binding mode. Interestingly, the binding of the delta enantiomer to TCGGCGCCGA gives a crystal structure with the opposing screw axis to the lambda. P41212 instead of P43212. This is the case even though the chirality of the DNA is maintained. However, the main interest in this structure lies in the binding mode at the terminal step. The stacking of symmetry related complexes causes both T1 and A10 to flip out, with A10 stacking onto two fan ligands, one from the same intercalating complex and the other from the end capping compound. Whilst in this structure the binding mode is technically end capping, if this is considered to be half a picture of an intercalative binding site, then binding can be compared with existing structures. Similar stacking between purine bases and ancillary ligands of delta complexes are also observed in two other reported crystal structures. One with delta ruthenium BPY2DPPZ bound to AA mismatch sites, which also contains an adjacent intercalation site, and another of a binuclear complex, delta delta P. 1111 prime BIDPPZ FEN4 ruthenium 2 bound to CGTACG. The question could be asked whether this mode of binding insertion induced base flipping combined with P stacking by a purine could be more generally applicable and hence whether it may be relevant to observations made in solution. When bound to DNA in solution, the luminescence lifetime and intensity of the bright MLCT excited state has been reported to be inversely related to the number of hydrogen bonds that the DPPZ pyrazine nitrogens are able to form with solvent molecules. Thus, no luminescence is observed with the free compounding water, while the strongest luminescence is observed when neither of the nitrogens is hydrogen bonded to the solvent. The luminescence is therefore sensitive to changes 
in the orientation of the complex and the solvent environment around the compound. It has also been reported that the bound delta enantiomer almost always luminesce more strongly than lambda and that the strongest luminescence is observed for the delta enantiomer bound to AT-rich sequences. A reduction in luminescence is broadly speaking observed as AT content decreases, whilst it has been reported that G can quench luminescence, the lambda enantiomer has a longer luminescence lifetime in poly G poly C than poly A poly T. There must therefore be differences in the binding mode that the delta dots compared with the lambda. In our structure, we have half a binding site. The complex is interacting at the end of the duplex. Formally, it would be said to end cap into the minor groove. And where the T1A10 base pair should be is another complex. However, a structure reported by Song and others shows delta ruthenium BPY2DPPZ bound in two different environments in full binding sites, one at AA mismatch site and another at a 5' AT 3' step, flanked by two flipped out adenines from the neighboring mismatch steps. In both environments, the two BPY groups are flanked by P-sacking adenine bases in the minor groove, consistent with the binding motif observed in our structures. In a second structure of a binuclear delta-delta complex bound to CGTACG, the complex is threaded through a TA base pair, causing both T3 and A4 to flip out, where A and B are the two chains which form the helix. AA4 then stacks onto one of the fan ligands, whilst T3 forms a hookstein base pair with a symmetry-related AA4. In structures 1 and 2, the A10 stacks with a fan group from the ligand and T1 also flips out but stacks onto the fan from a complex interacting with a neighboring duplex. The angle between the long axis of the DPPZ group and the C2G9 base pair is 62 degree, consistent with that observed for both the mismatch site and the treated structure. The overall binding motif in all three structures is remarkably similar. Flipping out of a well-matched base pair has also been reported in a partially refined structure containing delta ruthenium BPY2 DPPZ bound at a well-matched step and articulating from the minor groove. Base flipping at a mismatch site by a delta enantiomer was first observed in X-ray crystal structures containing rhodium complexes.
A consequence of binding at a mismatch with two flanking purine bases stacking on the ancillary ligands is that both pyrazine nitrogen atoms are not solvent accessible. This combined with the additional P stacking should provide a tight binding site with increased luminescence, as the DPPZ nitrogen atoms are not water accessible. However, if we consider the structure of delta delta mu 1111 prime BIDPPZ fen 4 ruthenium 2 bound into CGTACG, both an A and T are flipped out of the duplex. The A stacks onto a fen, but the T does not, which is consistent with the structures reported here and the partially refined structure by Sung. This results in blocking of the phenanzine and on the A side and partially occluding the N on the T side of the DPPZ. Whilst one DPPZ nitrogen is accessible, it is buried deeper in the DNA base stack and therefore hydrogen bonding may be less favorable than if the site was completely open. We have also previously reported both enantiomers of ruthenium fen 2 dppz bound to ATGCAT, showing that the delta enantiomer is bound at an angle, leaving one dppz nitrogen completely exposed to solvent. The complex would therefore be able to form a hydrogen bond with the solvent on one side only. In solution interactions such as this would be expected to be observable by NMR. Only a small number of NMR studies examining the interactions between a mononuclear ruthenium complex and DNA have been reported. This could be due to the unfavorable association and dissociation times within the complex and DNA, causing peak broadening and significantly hampering the interpretation of such spectra, making such studies highly challenging. The first study uses an innovative selective deuteration strategy to sign the intercalation site as from the major groove. Since then, a number of studies have been reported and do not support the binding mode proposed in this present work because there are no significant chemical shifts for the proteins in the ancillary ligands. These studies do show minor groove interaction and, in some cases, give a molecular model of the binding site. However, in some of these, the authors were unable to produce a model which explains all of the NOE distances observed, notably in the two such reports where the minor groove component made up 15% of the observed binding. One explanation for these observation is that the complex could occupy a variety of binding sites, but another is that the spectra are complicated by second binding mode. 
a further study is different in that binding was assigned as a partial interaction mode. However, significant shifts in the hydrogen spectrum were observed for the BPY groups in delta ruthenium BPY2 HPIP. Significant shifts were also observed in the philanthropic protons of the HPIP, with the BPY groups giving NOE cross peaks with the hydrogen 1 sugar protons on G4, A5, and C6 in GTCGAC, which could be consistent with the binding mode proposed here. More NMR studies would be necessary to confirm the presence or absence of insertion combined with base flipping in solution, which could establish whether this binding mode is generally applicable. We have previously reported a structure of lambda ruthenium fan 2 dppz bound to CCGGTACCGG by symmetrical interaction. If this structure is used as a model, the lambda enantiomer is replaced with the delta superimposed at the binding site, and the bases are reversed from 5 prime TA3 prime to 5 prime AT3 prime. The delta enantiomer fits almost perfectly. However, interaction at this step would be deeper and therefore both the PPZ nitrogen atoms would be exposed to solvent. Of course, semi-interaction exposes both the PPZ nitrogen atoms to solvent in a complementary unrestricted environment. We therefore suggest that the luminescence lifetime of the complexes in the binding sites presented here would be in the following order. Mismatch AA well-matched, not CG side with base flipping, canted interaction, symmetrical interaction, semi-interaction. Flipping out both bases in an individual base pair has not been reported for the lambda enantiomer, and indeed it appears as if the geometry required to do this and have the base P-stack in the same way would be highly disfavored. Whilst the flipping of a single base has not been observed, in all cases a full base pair has been maintained even when the second base comes from a symmetry-related duplex. One explanation for this is that inversion of chirality results in the placing of ancillary ligands into a non-optimal position for a flipped out base to stack, allowing a well-matched base pair to be maintained. As no binding mode has yet been reported which protects both DPPZ nitrogen atoms from solvent, we would expect the luminescence lifetime for the lambda enantiomer to be in the following order. Canted interaction, symmetrical interaction, semi-interaction. We therefore propose the binding of the delta enantiomer can use base flipping with stacking onto the ancillary ligand by puring bases.
This gives a bunny mode with two different pyrazine mountain environments. One fully solvent inaccessible and the other partially accessible. And this is unlikely to occur for the lambda enantiomer. This observation from crystallography could help to reinterpret measurements in solution and is likely to apply to a wide range of systems, including those containing photoxidizing complexes, where differences between the bounding antimers have also been observed. Thank you for listening to this article. If you enjoyed it and you want to support this podcast, please just follow me on Twitter, reading and share it with your peers.